You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan Nightsey, and with me, as always, is the man of a thousand nicknames. The most recent one is the Taco Bell Kid, Mikey Man Freddy. Mikey, how are you doing, my bud? Is indeed my new Twitter name. Yeah, I I saw that recently uh, at the time of recording. I saw that he changed it. I was so happy that I've made, 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 I've become Twitter famous. (laughs) <laughs> yes your name has become twitter famous uh now i am the taco bell kid the beatbox ghost had its time but <laughs> the, well you didn't change your handle right it was just your straight up you're still i'm trying to remember was beatbox ghost the name that was my hand that was my handle yeah the beatbox ghost it was like my uh my name yeah on twitter uh, there we go there but we I, go. I made that up in like high school and i thought it was funny at the time and then never thought of anything better until the Taco Bell kid until, arrived. Until the Taco Bell kid arrived, and now I'm the Taco Bell kid. Your cor- corporeal form is no more. <laughs> I have transcended. You have transcended. My soul is taco. Your soul is taco. Your body is shell. My body is shell. Your the insides, I my, guess, are meat, lettuce, my, and cheese. My my soul is taco. My body is shell. I am now. The kid of Taco Bell. Hey! <laughs> and and <laughs> smash cut to your gravestone reading the same exact thing. <laughs> well, I think that's a better start than anything. <laughs> I think that's the best start we could get from any show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of, for tuning in to this week's episode of Hit the Books. If you don't know, if you're new to the program, every single week, Mikey and I book our own versions of raw and smackdown so you know enough of vince we decided you know we're gonna try to do it ourselves and we've been doing it for nearly two years now i think we're we might have passed it <laughs> we might have passed the two-year anniversary mikey and i have to double check that now that i think about it um, uh i don't think we did <laughs> <laughs> dot, 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 question mark i'm uh, pretty sure, i'm pretty sure we still have maybe like a week left after this episode I'm going to double check real quick for us. Oh, yeah. The first ever draft day preview episode was August 17th. Oh, yeah. We're good. We're Would good. that be – is that next week? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not next week. Next week will be the 14th of August. So, you know, we're we're coming up on two years. Yeah, we're good. We got this. Coming we, up on we, two got, years. we got to do something. We got to do something special, I feel like. Oh, shit. Now we, we, need another, we need another anniversary episode. Yeah. What did we do last year? Did we do anything last year? We did. I feel like we did something. I can't remember what it was, but we definitely did something. We'll figure something out. Hopefully, hopefully we figure something out. We'll sell Taco Bell. Maybe that's our gimmick. We'll just give you a Taco Bell gift card. A Taco Bell gift card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's something. Anyways, we're not just a Taco Bell show, but we've been booking our own versions. All, coming up on two years now of Raw and SmackDown. I'm handling Raw. Mikey is handling SmackDown. 
we got a whole plethora of backlog of history that you can read up on and check out by going to htbpod.com. So go ahead there if you want to learn about our entire back history. At the end of the show, we're going to hit a randomizer that is typically decided by you, the audience at home, where you can go to Twitter at HitTheBooksPod, our Twitter account, and vote in a pinned tweet that follows the episode and vote on whose card you thought was better. So basically, it's kind of like GM mode, but we make it at more realistic as possible and allow fan voting to see whose card is better, help motivate. Because that, that fan voting, Mikey, it really... It really matters because it could mean, you know, someone gets injured. It could mean someone gets um, uh, turned heel or turns face. It could mean mm-hmm. that, you know, it could mean any number of things. It could mean Vince scraps our entire card or it means I have to change matches for you. It, it, there's a plethora of I- options and we'll get to all of that later. But yeah, Mikey, another episode in the, the road up to SummerSlam. I'm excited about SummerSlam this year. Yeah, me too. SummerSlam is going to be big. We're going to do it big. We're going to have some great matches, and I'm excited. We only have what? After this, we have two more weeks? Yes. Until SummerSlam? Wow. Yeah, SummerSlam is coming up real close. And whether whether it takes place in Boston, whether it takes place on a cruise ship, um, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Did you hear about that? Did you hear about that news? It's like gonna be, it's gonna be the uh, Rock and Wrestling Rager. Yeah. That's... Did you Did you hear about that news? I did not. Uh, WWE is still trying to figure out what they're doing with SummerSlam this year. One of the ideas is a cruise ship, is a boat. Hmm. Interesting. Wonder where they got that from. <laughs> uh, uh, I doubt they're gonna have fans there. Well, I guess I, it's probably an awful idea. <laughs> they really shouldn't. I'm I'm sure they'll find a way. Yeah, life finds a way as as long as you have money to force it to be not well kept or safe. Anyways, <laughs> that's a diatribe for a later conversation. But we're here to talk about Raw and SmackDown, Mikey. So uh, we got two cards prepared for y'all at home to decide on whose is better. Uh, Mikey, uh, who would like to go first? Are we going to go back? How, we didn't talk about this before the show. Last week we went back and forth. How did that feel for you? I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. I was into it. Do you want to do that again this week, or do you want or or should we uh, go one at a time, one card at a time? I don't know. I I like going back and forth. I think I think uh, I think it it just helps us both like present our cards in like a nice in like a nice manner, and it helps uh, helps us both stay on top of our game. Okay, well then uh, let's do that. I'll start with Raw. Then I'll start with the show opener of Raw, which is featuring AJ Styles. The phenomenal one himself. He says that yeah. he says that for a full week he's heard nothing from Paul Heyman. Uh, huh, ra- interesting. Radio silence on his challenge to Brock Lenzer for the WWE Championship. Paul Heyman's texts are just like AJ Styles, AJ Styles, AJ Styles. He has a bunch of notifications, like DMs and mm-hmm. different notifications from AJ Styles. And that means one thing. Brock is scared. Brock is terrified that I'm going to walk into SummerSlam and take his precious gold around his waist and become a three-time WWE champion. And that makes sense. I'm the star of this business. Wrestling for over a decade. Wrestler of the decade. I traveled from here to Japan, capturing world championships along the way, while Brock just sits back and steals them. He knows that he isn't as good as me, but that doesn't matter because at SummerSlam... Dot dot dot. Keith Lee then walks out and interrupts Whoa. AJ Styles. Keith Lee uh, kindly asks AJ Styles to quit talking about how much of a star he is. It's it's egotistical and something 
none of these fans want to hear right now. What they do want to hear is that you know that I am the next big thing. I had Brock Lenzer on the ropes at Extreme Rules, and you took my moment away from me, AJ. Plus, you knew that if I won, you wouldn't be able to beat me to win that WWE Championship. Because when it matters most, I leave everything in this ring and get the job done. I have no limit to my abilities, AJ. I have no limit on my potential. And when I get my hands on you in a match in this ring, you know I'm putting you down for the count. Whoa. Then Paul Heyman walks out. Uh, He says that... Uh, he's heard everything he needed to hear. AJ Styles, you got your WWE Championship match at SummerSlam. Ooh, I like it. And Keith Lee, so do you. Whoa! Triple threat for the WWE Championship. Big moves here Uh, by Paul Heyman. AJ's fuming and attacks Keith Lee from behind. You know, throws him out of the ring. Styles then, you know, taunts in the top rope, saying, you know, miming the belt. But Keith Lee rolls back in the ring, you know, stare, stares down with the with those Keith Lee daggers. Uh, stares down AJ Styles. You know, you know, Styles is standing on top of the top rope, so he puts him into an electric chair position, spins him around, spirit bomb. Whoa! Keith Lee goes to set up a moonsault, but then Brock Lenzer rushes out and pushes Keith Lee off the top rope. And Brock Lesnar ends up standing tall here. You, you know, you know what would be cool, but probably impossible. What? What's if that? While he was doing the moonsault, Lesnar came out of nowhere and just caught him for an F five. But no way, he's catching a giant man <laughs> easily off the top rope like that. <laughs> no, I, I don't even think Brock Lesnar can do that. I feel like Brock Lesnar would be like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. That would be a great. That would be a great image. I feel like it's possible. It's possible with a smaller person. Definitely with a small. If AJ did it, definitely. Yeah, but like, it, I don't think he's catching Keith Lee in the sky like that. Brock's strong, but that's a lot that's of trust. Re- that's a. It's a lot of. That's a lot of trust and a lot of weight coming down very fast. A lot of momentum. So there we go. Announcement number two from the Raw side of SummerSlam. Not only do we have Edge versus Rollins, but we got the triple threat for the WWE Championship. Lenzer, Styles, Lee. Woof. So there we Big are, Mike. Announcement. Big show opener. I'm coming out swinging this card. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm excited. Your card is looking crazy already. I have kind of a bomb that I'm going to drop for this one, though, so hopefully it'll come back. Well, but we'll hit... get to that later, though. Okay, well, then hit me with your show opener until we wait. All right. The show opener... Ruby Riot and Undisputed Era come to the ring after they get done, and after they get done with their entrance, Ruby Riot and Roderick Strong step up, step up to the front of the line as the rest of the members kind of back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ruby starts to talk. Look, I think we all want to cut to the chase, chase here. We want to take over SmackDown because we know we're the best damn wrestlers on this roster. To start our takeover, I think it's pretty obvious how we're going to start. Roderick Strong speaks up. Pete Dunne, you better hold that U.S. title close to your waist because we're coming for it. I'm coming for it. Later tonight, we have a match, and I plan on beating you and your stupid partner, Kevin Owens, into next week. Then, at SummerSlam, I plan on taking that United States title of yours. Ruby speaks up again. Well said, Roddy. I, for one, can't wait to watch you and Cole beat the snot out of those losers. 
as luck may have it, I also. I love how. Should I just say? I love how polite they are. (laughs) 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 I, for one, am so excited for you. Yeah. (laughs) As luck may have it, I also wanted to put a challenge out there. Bailey, I see that you're looking for some new challenges for the SmackDown Women's Championship. In that number one contenders tournament a few months back, I took you to your limit and you got lucky. However, you took me to my limit as well. I showed you respect for that, and I think it's about time I got another shot. So here it is, Bailey. Me and you at SummerSlam. What do you say? Then Bailey comes to the ring and grabs a mic. Okay. You know what, Ruby? You did take me to my limit. It was one of my, it was one of the most competitive matches I've wrestled in a long time. So I accept your challenge at SummerSlam. Ruby smiles a little bit and gets a little bit excited, and then Bailey continues on one condition dun 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 ruby smile fades a little bit and she nods her head and bailey says at SummerSlam, we go one on one your boys over there banned from ringside ruby huddles up with undisputed era and they talk it over for a minute after they huddle ruby looks at bailey and says deal bailey smiles and leaves leading to our first match our first official match announcement at SummerSlam: bailey versus ruby riot for the SmackDown Women's title. And also Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong, right? That's officially announced, Yes, right? yes, Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Well, Mikey, right off the gate, I'm upset. <laughs> You're upset? Why are you upset? The no seconds at Ringstein side gimmick, that is what I was going to do for a match. <laughs> Ooh, get wrecked. And now I'm like, well, that's going to be awkward if I do the same thing. I mean, I mean, we both wrote our cards in advance, so it's not like we copied each other. And Raw airs first anyway, so if anything, it looks like I copied you. Yeah, but I <laughs> haven't, I haven't gotten. I, I was, I was going to announce that next week, and you've beat me to the punch, and now I'm like, shit, it's gonna be weird if I do the same gimmick. So maybe I can uh, figure something out. <laughs> Dang it, I'm upset right after that. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, you'll find out. Uh, what it might, maybe I'll allude to it later. Maybe. All right. All okay. Right. Well, be, besides that, uh, I'm excited again. The you know hyping more hype for the main event tonight, which makes me excited for. Mm-hmm. I also like. I also thought about the possibility of a mixed tag match at some point. Uh, be- I had, that, that was that was a plan. Oh, I like because I like that right there. That was a plan. Bailey and Pete Dunn versus um Roger Strong and Ruby Riot. That was a plan. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I like Bailey Riot. No seconds at ringside, keeping it fair. Riot proving that you know maybe trying or attempting to prove that she can take Bailey to the limit. Not only that, but you know, past Bailey in that. And mm-hmm. uh, Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong. You know, classic NXT style, hard hitting bout. I'm just like, straight up excited for that, and we'll get a little bit preview of that for the main event. Yes. Well, let's go into Raw's first match, which is an interesting one here, Mikey. It's Roman Reigns versus R Truth. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) R Truth. Detective R Truth uh, looks to be wanting maybe some potential revenge against Roman Reigns for getting dunked on and made fun of. Uh, It's fair, but, you know, it's R Truth. Um, Roman Reigns, of course, defeats R-Truth. You know, that's pretty obvious. An easy win for Roman Reigns. 
after the match, Usos come out and attack our truth, but two guys make the save, or more importantly, two fly guys make the save. Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. Roman takes out Ricochet, but Cedric gets Roman with that springboard clothesline on him, and uh, and they all get separated. I like it. I like I like the two fly guys making the save uh, and probably wanting a little revenge because Roman called Ricochet stupid for literally no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, I, I, when I remember when I said I was like, it's I'm planting seeds. I'm planting <laughs> seeds. You, you know, Rick- yeah, I, I get. No, I get. I get. Roman calling Ricochet an idiot has a reason in in the future, but like when he just said it yesterday, like or last week when he just said it, it kind of just felt like it came out of nowhere. Like there was no well, reason. For it. There well, was no we, reason for it at all. Well, first off, we knew that when we when we watched those security tapes months ago, that Roman was sitting in the in the cafeteria with Ricochet. Then they were talking. We knew that. I know that, but I'm saying there was yeah. Well, no- Roman's a heel. How about that? Is that explanation good enough? Roman's a goddamn heel. It seemingly was just like yeah, you know, I was. It was. It'd be like if me and you were just like having lunch one day, and then I went back and I was and I talked to my other friends. I was like, yeah, me and this idiot Ryan were having lunch. Like, well, are you a heel? Are you a heel? Or are you a baby face? Is that what character alignment is the Taco Bell kid? The Taco Bell kid. Listen, I don't know, man. How dare you? I haven't worked out the gimmick of the Taco Bell kit. <laughs> well, the gimmick is, at the very least, Taco Bell sponsorship. I mean, that's one of the... It's got to be one of them, right? Why do you think WWE has not done, like, a sponsored character? Because, I don't know. Like, they like, they like, like advertisers like, so much. Ah, look, what? it's the Snickers boy. <laughs> yeah, or, like... Well, they did... They Now that I think about it, didn't they have, like, a, an actual playable Snickers in one of the WWE video games? Yes, they did have a big playable Snickers bar, yes. Like, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if, like, a character is, like, kind of... Well, I guess Brock Lenzer did it, where they had, like, the Jersey Mikes on the trunks, or Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. Well, that, that's just his gear, you know? Yeah, but that's, hey, that's, that's free TV sponsorship money, baby. That's integrated marketing. Yeah, I guess so. Just, like, somebody's just like, you know what I really want right now? Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Okay, what's happening on SmackDown? All right, match number one on SmackDown is Birch and Lorkin versus Heavy Machinery, oh. in which Birch and Lorkin pick oh. up the victory, which leads right into my segment, if you'll let me. Go for it. There's a post-match interview with Birch and Lorkin about their win tonight against Heavy Machinery. Lorkin says, Heavy Machinery are amazing competitors, and it was an honor to share the ring with them, but we actually have something to address. One Nation, you said you've beaten every tag team SmackDown has thrown at you. Well... You haven't beaten us. You want to see what we're capable of? You want to take us on? We challenge you to a match next week for the Tag Team Championships. Next week? Birch chimes in. Birch chimes in. Give us an answer later tonight. If you aren't scared, that is. And then they throw him up, of course. And then they throw him up, of course. Wow, next week. Next week. I thought that you are building some sort of SummerSlam, but we might be getting it next week? Might be. Great, great point. Great point. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We talked about this last week that it looks like Birch and Lorkin might be the only people left One Nation can challenge. Yes. Would Birch and Lorkin take the titles from One Nation? We'll see. Well, maybe. Yeah, assuming they get a title shot. 
let's move in back to Raw. Uh, I got another match here for you, Mikey. In fact, mm-hmm. it is Seth Rollins and Dave Mastiff, or just Mastiff. He's lost his first name, migrating over to America. Uh, so this match is a tag match with Rollins and Mastiff, of course, of Murphy on the side versus Lucha House Party. Everybody's favorite, Partey. Uh, Murphy, of course, gets involved a lot in the match. Uh, Typical. And at some point, Edge jumps Murphy uh, Whoa. to, to st- you know, stop Murphy from interfering in the match so much, uh, which allows Lucha House Party to get the upset victory. Edge is like, no cheating. No cheating. And then, uh, like I said, like, like I said, I swapped my segment, Mikey, so... And you already gave yours, so here we go. After the previous match, here's the segment. Edge grabs a microphone and says that he's sick of watching Seth Rollins, Mastiff, and Murphy get involved in matches. You talk about how high and mighty you are, but then you constantly sink to cheating at every moment you get. You don't care about professional wrestling, the thing that I've been thriving to do for nine years while you just breeze on by taking the easy way out. Seth, that ends at SummerSlam. I was sick of watching you do that with the authority, and I'm sick of watching you do it now, and I'll make sure it doesn't happen at SummerSlam. Powerful. Love it. There we go, baby. Boom, bing, bang, boom. Strong promo from Edge. I love it. Strong-ass promo. So there we are. That's my segment. That's my promo from Edge. The fire, the grit. All right, I love it. I love it. What's over at SmackDown? Over on SmackDown, we have match number two, Humberto Carrillo versus Drew Gulak, in which Humberto Carrillo picks up the victory. Oh, Carrillo, uh, is, is he, he's a heel now, so is he doing any sort of shenanigans or just showing off his prowess? He's just showing off, his, he's just showing off that aggressive side a little more, you know? Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Uh, building up Humberto as well, interesting. Interesting, because mm-hmm. I always you always we had, that, we had that gimmick change where he went from nice guy Humberto to scary aggressive Humberto. Yes, he he had his... got his nipple surgically removed. <laughs> uh, perfect, I like it. Uh, moving into Raw, I got a segment here, and if you allow me, Mikey, another match. Uh, I, you shook your you shook your head yes, so I'm just gonna say He's that for the audience. Water. <laughs> You're not allowed to drink water. What is this? A podcast where you talk the entire time? Uh, we got a segment here. It's Shorty G and Daniel Bryan talking backstage. That you know, Bryan is training Shorty G for his upcoming match, giving him advice and the such. And then we go straight into the match, which is Shorty G with Daniel Bryan versus John Morrison. Ooh, I like it. I like that up. Uh, Shorty G gets the victory over John Morrison. Okay, uh, over right. the former IC champion. And Andrade attacks Shorty G after the match, but Brian quickly stops him. All right. All right. So keeping up the idea of Andrade and Daniel Bryan along with Shorty G, but then also, you know, a little bit of a throwback. You remember when John Morrison had that tag match against Sheamus and Miz and the partner he chose was Andrade. So Very of, interesting. A little bit of a throwback. A little bit of a throwback. So, Mikey, what's what are your next two spots over at some, the the Down of Smacks? All right. So we got a. So next up, we have a video package. And Ryan, I need you to stick with me with this one. Okay, I will do my best. I'll honey my honey glue myself to the uh, my chair to stick with you. 
Drew McIntyre is sitting by the fireplace with a drink in hand. You're getting scared, Randy. I can sense it. When the prey, when the prey starts to get desperate, that's when the hunt starts to get exciting. Drew takes a sip of his drink and says, "Man, this new stuff is pretty good." He puts the glass down on the table next to the bottle, and when we get a close-up of the bottle, it's got a snake inside of it. It's called habushu. It's a Japanese liquor which is named after the snake inside the bottle, the habu snake, which coincidentally is part of the viper family. It's said that <laughs> I one love this. I love this already. <laughs> it's said that one bite from this snake is enough to kill a man. Yet when it's caught, it's rendered completely helpless. Yeah. <laughs> Drew laughs as he takes another sip of his abushu, and the camera fades out. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm there for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Is that a real drink? Yes. Oh my god! I'm here. Habu- for habushu it. is a real drink. It is a. Uh, I'll. I'm going to do my best pronouncing this. Awamori-based liquor made in Okinawa, Japan, and it, it has, like, a whole dead uh, habushu snake in it, and the alcohol renders the venom good, safe to drink. Like, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was interesting, I thought. Wow. Because I knew, I knew there was, a, like, a drink or, like, a whiskey of some sort with, like, a snake inside of it, so I thought that would be funny for Drew McIntyre to drink. Oh, uh, God, would be perfect. And how much does and- this bottle of snake, snake juice cost? I don't know. It probably varies, I assume. Probably a lot. <laughs> Here, let's go on the Google Shopping. Uh, I'm going to look up Habushu. While you look that up, I'm just going to praise you, Mikey. I love that so much. It's just such a subtle... like, And that's something that we... A thread line that sort of happened with McIntyre a lot is that he is more... He's the hunter, but he's calm and like subtle... And then he, you know, when he goes for the hunt, he goes for the hunt. But in the meantime, while he's waiting and stalking the prey and whatnot, he's calm and relaxed and, and like he's biding his time. And that just sort of just all it is is just him explaining what he's drinking. And there's so much to that. Yes, that, that was the idea that there was like all he was doing was like, like just kind of explaining the drink he has. But like there's a lot of meaning in that drink. Yes. Yes. Where it's like, listen, a bite from the snake can kill you and if 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 it if it gets you. But yeah. if you get it, nothing, you know? Yeah. I like that a lot, Mikey. I thought that was a great promo. Thank you. Thank you. I thought I didn't know I didn't know how it was gonna play considering I was just basically explaining what Habushu is. No, it works. <laughs> it works. I, I I think people get it, you know, I think that's awesome. I can and I will say right now, I cannot find a consistent price on this is drink for the life of me. Fair enough. Okay, well, you also got another segment uh, you can do since I did two in a row. Oh, yes. Uh, after that video package, we actually have batch number three, uh, which is Jeff Hardy versus Shelton Benjamin, which, hey. we, tried to do, which we tried to do last week. Uh, and Jeff Hardy picks up to victory. We're just going to go. We're just going to run it back. <laughs> run it back. We're just going to run it back. How upset? So hopefully he doesn't get cut this time. How ups- yeah, how upset would you be if the randomizer was like, ooh, yeah. Not a match, ooh. <laughs> I guess it's not meant to be I then, got, Jeff. I could do Murdo Korea versus Drew Gulak, though, that time. That's true, I guess. I added, like, a buffer match. <laughs> <laughs> you're so fearful of losing a match now that you're adding buffer matches. Uh, oh, and, yeah, so let's, let's go. Let's head back over to Raw and see what's going on over there. Well, we got a backstage interview with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, the women's tag team champions. Ripley says that last week was a travesty. You know, last week when she challenged Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship and lost due to interference from Nia Jax. 
but she says that she should have seen it coming between those two cheaters. Ripley says that she'll learn from this lesson for the next championship match she gets, or more importantly, Liv Morgan's championship shot. Now remember, Liv Morgan has that championship shot. She also earned, just like Ripley, from Extreme Rules victories. So Liv Morgan says that she's ready for that shot, and Rhea's right. We've learned. We've adapted. We will be ready for SummerSlam. Alexa, I'm coming for your Raw Women's Championship, and I'm not leaving SummerSlam without it. There we go. Match announcement. Morgan versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. Shayna Baszler then walks up to Morgan and you know, with that Miss Money in the Bank briefcase and warns her that if she can even, you know, if, you know, Morgan can try to get that title shot, if she can even wait that long and then sort of laughs in Morgan's face. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. What do you got? Oh, what do you got over on the SmackDown? So over on SmackDown, I have my own backstage interview with my own tag team champions, One Nation. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> So we have a backstage interview with One Nation about Birch and Lorkin's challenge tonight. Cruz speaks up and says, Birch, Lorkin, I don't know who you think you are challenging us like this, and if you are, as if you are even relevant on this brand. But we will say adding another team to our list of victories sounds like a good deal to us. However, we aren't just going to give you a shot at these titles just because you asked us to. You're going to have to prove yourselves. After we heard your challenge, we asked Paige to set something up to set something special up for you next week. A tag team ladder match with a contract for a title shot hanging in the balance. You beat the three other teams in this match, you get your shot. Wow. wow. So we have a fatal four way tag team ladder match for a shot at the tag team titles next week on SmackDown. Is that the main event? Yeah, for sure. Wow. I like it a lot. Ladder match. Fatal four-way ladder match coming over on SmackDown. I'm going to leave the teams as a surprise for next week. Obviously, it's going to be Birch and Lorcan. I'm going to leave the three other teams as a surprise. Yeah, I imagine. Although, I think we have an idea of who it's going to be based on their uh, video package last week. Oh, fuck. Video package last week. Holy crap. Who was in the video package last week? Uh, Oh, yeah. Because, oh, the people that are already... Are you saying the insinuating the people that are already lost? The people that they crossed out? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and if you so happen to potentially win a, you know, a call up, you know, that wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's move back over to Raw where we have a tag match between the genetic goddesses Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax taking on the team of Bianca Belair and Naomi. All right. A little bit of paths crossing here because Bianca Belair and Naomi get the victory. All right. When Naomi pins Nia Jax. I like it. After the match, however, while Belair and Naomi are uh, celebrating, Sheena Baszler attacks Naomi with the briefcase from behind, attacks Bianca Belair. That sounds like a very Shayna thing to do. Yep. Then puts an arm bar on Nia Jax. (laughs) Shayna's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Correct. Alexa Bliss tries to save Nia Jax, but Baszler strikes her down. Bliss is sort of like, you know, Bliss is sort of like crawling back to like the corner of the ring, like she's sort of seeing a monster as uh-huh. Baszler's like got the briefcase. Uh, then Baszler sort of like laughs at Alexa and rolls out of the ring, reminding Alexa that, hey, look, I can cash in and take you out at any moment. Fuck. <laughs> Shayna coming in like an absolute beast and just being like you're gone you're gone i'm getting you but you yep 
I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Now's not the time. Jesus Christ. Strike fear. I, I'm terrified. Strike fear. That's what I'm talking. I'm scared, and I'm not even... This isn't even a real scenario in real life. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is something our brain's made up, and I'm terrified. Perfect. Well, there we go. Um, that's another match in the books. Mikey, what's happening again on your uh, SmackDown side? All right, match number four. We have Piper Niven versus Billy Kay. As we know, last week she took on the other member of the Iconics, Peyton Royce, and Piper Niven picks up the victory, which leads into my next segment, if I am if I may. Go for it. A post-match interview with the Iconics about their losses to Piper Niven. Billy starts off, really? That's what you're going to ask us about? You've got to be joking me. Yeah. Uh, Peyton steps in and says, Billy, Billy, it's okay. Look, Piper, congrats on getting your wins and making your big debut <laughs> but oh, and heavy air quotes for those who can't see me which is all of you <laughs> uh but uh but next week when you take on me and billy in a handicap match you'll see why smackdown is a little above your pay grade okay okay i like it i like it we get a little bit of a tease for next week and i love you know heel iconics here yeah, and we get uh, and we have the the handicap match between Piper Niven and the Iconics next week. Yes, a solid setup for next week. I think you know maybe we'll we'll will Piper Niven get the win, really show that she's a threat to the division as a whole, or will the Iconics get a win? You know they're a solid team, but uh, you know solid team who who may who may go to any means necessary to win a match. Mm-hmm. Plus former champions, Piper sure. Niven not a champion in WWE yet. Uh, moving on to Raw, then to close out Raw here, Mikey. I got a video package, and it's more of an announcement from Michael Cole and whatnot. You know, we're inter- interlaying some solid footage and whatnot. But basically, the announcement is that for the first time in nine years, whoa, Edge will be making his long-awaited Raw return, where he will be facing Murphy of the Disciples next week. Main event of Raw. I love it. The winner of that match will be able to add a stipulation to the SummerSlam match of Edge versus Seth Rollins. Ooh, spicy. Edge, of course, has his work cut. I like how Edge is fighting for himself and Murphy is fighting for Rollins. On behalf of the... On On behalf of, yeah. on, On behalf of the Messiah. Uh, Edge, of course, has his work cut out for him because of what we've seen over the past several weeks with Rollins and Disciples getting themselves involved in a lot of matches. So maybe we'll wait and see uh, who gets involved next week. Edge makes his Raw return. I love it. That's an awesome stipulation. That is an awesome match. I am very excited. And to reveal my announcement from what I was teasing earlier, Mikey... You stole my no seconds allowed <laughs> stipulation, which was what Edge was going to pick. But now I'm going to have fair. to change it. That's fair. Dang it. That's fine. I'll figure something out. You know, there's other options I can do to get people away from here. Maybe I'll do a steel cage. I don't know if I'll do a steel cage. I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out. Uh, either way, though, we got uh, the uh, main event here, which was a match announced last week uh, via the internet, I guess, via Twitter. And it is The New Day and Alistair Black taking on the LLC and the Usos with, of course, nice. Lana in their corner. Nice, nice, nice. 
Uh, so, Mikey, the big reveal of this huge eight-man tag is that LLC and the Usos get the victory. Uh, All right. Where Bobby Lashley specifically pins Aleister Black. Okay, like it. Uh, after the match, you know, Roman slowly walks out in the ramp and, you know, stares down Aleister Black. Dang. Roman's like, I'm coming. Coming. I'm... We're teasing. Right. We're teasing for SummerSlam. Well, to shoot back over to Friday night for my main event, we have Pete Dunne and Kevin Owens versus Roger Strong and Adam Cole, which was announced last week. Yeah, I'm very excited. And in this match, Roger Strong and Adam Cole pick up the victory with Cole pinning Owens. Ooh, Paul Cole pinning Owens. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think that's a solid pick. You know, you don't you got done and strong, so you don't want to have the pin necessarily yet. Uh, you, you know, you've already got the match hype, so you don't want to reveal who gets pin, who can pin whom next. Mm-hmm. You wanted to hype up Cole and Owens. Owens is high, so it's a it's a good way to hype up Cole even more. And Owens can, you know, Owens isn't going after a title. He's not doing anything too much right now. So I think he's the person that would get pinned. I think that makes sense. All right. And now for the real main event, I found out how much a bottle of Hibushu costs. Yeah, the real main <laughs> uh, the uh, I, I found a website that says a good bottle of Hibushu will cost you about 25,000 yen, which converted to U.S. dollars is $238.20. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. This is the sort of things. And by the way, for those who, for the Uber fans, <laughs> when we become rich and famous, Mikey, and have fans, and we're doing tours around the world, uh, this is what I would like to have our fans deliver us: just a bottle of Habushu, <laughs> just a bunch of dead snakes, <laughs> and, and Jack Daniels, just a bunch of just a bunch of dead snakes and and alcohol. They just got Jack Daniels bottle, and they stuff a bunch of lizards in there. <laughs> so it's, it's not the same, but it's definitely cheaper. Almost that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there we go. Yeah, so that's our Raw and SmackDown cards, folks. Uh, to give you the quick rundown of each of those, of course, you can vote on either card you thought was better on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. It'll be the pinned tweet uh, there on Twitter. We'll just give you the quick rundown of Raw. It was opening with AJ Styles. Keith Lee interrupted, but Paul Heyman ultimately announced the SummerSlam match of Brock versus Keith Lee versus Styles for the WWE Championship. Then we got Roman Reigns versus R-Truth, where Roman got the win. And Usos and two fly guys, Ricochet and Cedric, got involved. Then we got Rollins versus Lucha House Party, where Edge makes sure Murphy doesn't get involved. And Lucha House Party get the upset win. Edge, after the match, says that he's sick of the interferences. And he can't wait to put a stop to it at SummerSlam. Next up, we got a, a, a backstage segment with Daniel Bryan and Shorty G training for Shorty G's upcoming match, where he does get the win over John Morrison, but Andrade uh, attacks G and Bryan after that. Then we got a backstage interview with Morgan and Ripley, uh, where Morgan announces that she is challenging Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Then we got a tag match between Bliss, Jax, Belair, and Naomi, where Belair and Naomi get the win, but Baszler, just like a monster out of a horror movie, Takes out all four people. Well, all three people, and then fear, puts fear into Alexa Shana Bliss's Baszler, heart. Shayna Baszler is like any horror movie villain who just kills all the who like kills all the friends, but leaves the one alive and emotionally scarred for the rest of the movie. Exactly. That's what I was going for here. <laughs> and the rest of their lives. That's exactly what I was going for here. Um, 
And we also got what was it? Is uh, we also got the announcement for Edge making his long-awaited Raw return next week, and then the big eight-man tag match where it was New Day and Aleister Black losing to LLC and the Usos. Mikey, what's that SmackDown rundown for you? The SmackDown rundown <laughs> goes. <laughs> Uh, we have the opening segment with Ruby Riot and Undisputed Era coming out uh, to challenge to to make their challenge to make their respective challenges to Pete Dunne and Bailey, with Ruby Riot challenging Bailey for the uh, SmackDown Women's Title at SummerSlam and Roger Strong challenging uh, Pete Dunne, uh, which are now both officials for SummerSlam. Uh, then match one, we have Birch and Lorcan versus Heavy Machinery, with Birch and Lorcan taking them to victory, uh, which leads into the next segment of. Birch and Lurkin talking about how they want to challenge um, One Nation to a title match next week, uh, and they want their answer later tonight. After that, we have match number two, Humberto Carrillo versus Drew Gulak, which Humberto Carrillo picks up the victory. And then we have our video package of Drew McIntyre drinking his snake juice. I love it. (laughs) Uh, And intimidating Randy Orton even further, I assume. After that, we have our match from last week that we tried to do, Shelton Benjamin versus Jeff Hardy, in which Jeff Hardy gets the victory. After that, we have a backstage interview with One Nation about Birch and Lorcan's challenge, and uh, One Nation basically declines for the challenge next week, but does give them an opportunity by putting them in a fatal four-way tag team ladder match with a contract for the titles hanging in the balance for a shot at SummerSlam. After that, we have Piper Niven versus Billy Kay in which Piper Niven picks up the victory. After that, we have the interview with the Iconics about the loss, and they say, hey, see us in a handicap match next week. We'll beat you there. After that, we have Pete Dunne and Kevin Owens versus Roger Strong and Adam Cole, in which Roger Strong and Adam Cole pick up the victory, and that is SmackDown this week. I love it. Also, love it. the cheapest bottle of Habushu is about $75. Jesus Christ. Even a, cheap, even a cheap bottle runs you about 75 bucks. Jesus. Well, there we go, folks. You can uh, sip it on your Habushu. You can be voting on which card you thought was better. Was it my version of Raw? Was it Mikey's version of SmackDown? We're all building up the SummerSlam here. But we want to know which card you thought was better. And that, of course, will lead to what will happen to us today. Last week, people voted. Uh, and now we have to know what happens. Mikey. Raw got the victory. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, so sorry about that. I had a good card, but I just had, I guess, had a little bit better here. So I'm going to, like I said, uh, the v- vote, the fans vote. So I'm going to hit that randomizer on you, Mikey. Are you ready? Yep, hit me. Here, here we go. I'm excited to see what we get already. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh. It's the thing of like how randomizers like the they always update slowly. Mm-hmm. The first one was, could have been worse. It could have been like a double booking where I have to hit it twice on you. Oh no! And it comes out it's not as bad. Instead, it's card subject to change, replace an entire match. Man, I can I just cannot keep a card these days, huh? <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you cannot. So, right. replace an entire match. You got Birch and Lorcan versus Machinery, Humberto versus Gulak, Hardy versus Benjamin, which you cut last week. Niven versus K, and then your main event, Dunn and Owens versus Strong and Cole. I'm going to imagine you're not cutting the main event or the opener. No. Probably not Piper Niven. All right. I think I have an idea of what I want. I think I'm going to cut. Or cut and replace. I think I'm going to cut and replace. 
uh, Kirio and Gulak with um, another random matchup of Rey Mysterio versus Drake Maverick in which Rey Mysterio gets the win. That they were they were available. A great reason to book it. Got, it, got, it got cut. Let's just say uh, Humberto Correa or Drew Gulak couldn't make it to SmackDown for some reason. He got stuck in traffic. What a weird match, by the way. Mysterio versus Drake Maverick. Never thought I would ever see that match in my lifetime. I never wanted to see that match in my lifetime, but I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, guess I did, but like. I don't know what else to do. It's such last minute, and I'm just like, uh, yes, this one. Well, hopefully that helps you in some way. Jerry Gooks got stuck in traffic, and I had to figure something out, and they were around. (laughs) Okay, well, there we go, folks. That's the end of this week's episode of Hit the Books. Thank you, everybody, for, again, tuning in uh, and listening to this this program. Um, Thank you so much. Love you so much. This program. Um, but yeah, it's my John Wayne impression program. Uh, that's and that's an, and that's a joke for the fifty plus year olds that are listening to this. Get get, get the demographics, man. Get the demos. Got to get the, hit those demos. So uh, yeah, so thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. If you liked it so much, leave uh, leave a review on iTunes, five stars or more. We would greatly appreciate it. And of course, you can subscribe as well to make sure you get more of the podcasts and episodes and stuff when it all comes out every single Friday. Along with, of course, that SummerSlam pay-per-view down the road when it comes out. And, of course, our sister show, Wrestling of Statistics, which comes out every Monday. Sort of a review show of wrestling that we- a couple wrestling matches that week in terms of stats and analytics. Helped with Craig from Pro Wrestling Musics. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at HitTheBooksPod. Uh, there you can see uh, 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 vote in the randomizer polls, obviously. And just see our general thoughts on the world of professional wrestling. If you want more Hit the Books content, you can head over to htbpod.com where you can uh, look at our entire historical backlog and archive of what we got, all the matches and cards we've booked in our past history, along with some other information that you may enjoy. And, of course, you can head on over to our YouTube channel to see video versions, or at least hear video versions, of this podcast of Wrestling and Statistics and other things we put up, like all old reviews of pay-per-views, or um, our 2K outcomes, where you can we where we roll that every once in a while, and that sort of uh, allows us to uh, commentate a little bit. Uh, Which is one of my favorite things to do, and I really hope we roll one of those soon. Mm-hmm. You're really, he's really putting out in the universe. Two weeks in a row, chaos magic, yeah, guys, magic baby. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be back next week for an all brand new episode next week. I think is our two year anniversary, Mikey. So hopefully we get two some... years. That's get... crazy. Can we just talk about how crazy that is? Ah, uh, yeah, that's Wild. it's pretty crazy, right? Doing a podcast for two years. Yeah. Holy crap! Holy crap! J- Jude the cat, can you get cra- think that's crazy? No. Oh, he's looking at a toy. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, he's, he, I love my cat. He's so cute. He's a, never mind. Right at the end of the episode, I'm not going on a diet show <laughs> about my cat. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. We'll be back next week for a two-year anniversary celebration. Uh, we'll see what I guess what we're doing then. Um, Mikey, uh, with for Mikey, I've been Ryan. We'll see everybody next week. Until then, we've got two words for you. Book it.
This has been a Countout Podcast.